Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. My guest today is Elena Fernandez. Helena is a best-selling author, international speaker, and self-made mom entrepreneur, a mompreneur. She's best known for her award-winning blog, thepositivemom.com, which has inspired millions of moms in over 160 countries to transform their grief into growth. Wow. Welcome, Helena. Thank you so much, Jen. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Um, especially we we sometimes get solo moms and sometimes we don't, um, and that's okay. It evens out our show. Yeah. But first, <laughs> before you tell us uh, about what you do, could you tell us who you are? Who is Alina? Well, Alina is a human being and mom. <laughs> I'm a mom of four daughters. They're 18, 19, 9, and 2. So you well, can you look 19 imagine. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so mm. much. Yeah, my oldest is graduating college in April. So really crazy. Um, and, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. I think uh, that entrepreneurial spirit was born within me. Uh, it, you know, it came inside me and I, I've been equipped with it and it has helped me really survive and thrive so many mm-hmm. 
so so much adversity. So so yeah, and one of my favorite labels that I give myself is storyteller <laughs> because the stories are really at the center of everything that I do. Yes. Well, you're a mom. You got to learn to tell stories. <laughs> and you have four kids. You you should be well trained at telling stories, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you telling us who you are. Um, it's always nice to get a little background on the guests so um, the audience could connect with you. Um, hmm. How did you become a solo mom? Wow. Well, you know, it's interesting because this is my second time as a solo mom. And the first time around, you know, I remember it was just such a dark place. I was a new mom. I had a one and a two year old. I had moved from the Dominican Republic, which which is where I'm from. And, uh, I did not know anything that I really needed to know about relationships. And so I ended up in a very toxic relationship. Um, you know, it, it was all violence and, and denigration and humiliation. And, and yet I stayed in that relationship until I found myself alone. And it wasn't even my choice. I would love to tell you that I, you know, broke from that pattern, but I really was in a place where because of all the trauma and all of the dysfunction that I had in my childhood and in my youth, I really felt that this was what life was like going to be for me. And I remember just being so desperate and feeling so desolate and so alone that I didn't think that I could even move forward with my life. And I just was in a, in the darkest place and my babies were one and two, like I said, and I was all alone because I, my family, my friends and everyone I knew was back in the Dominican Republic. I couldn't leave because my kids were U.S. citizens. So I just was in a very dark place where I didn't have anything. I didn't have money. I didn't have a bank account. I didn't know how to drive. I didn't have really anything working for me except that I had learned the language. And that was a a very life-saving experience. And and there's more to that. but, But what I feel like sharing is that Sometimes learning a new language can save our life. And, and that means, you know, repattering the way that we talk about things, the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we talk about our circumstances, the way that we talk about our pain. And so that was, you know, really crazy how I became a solo mom the first time around. And then uh, after eight years, I remarried and had my third baby. And even though the relationship looked healthy on the surface, I guess, (laughs) not so much on the surface, but you know, I did not know also how to read the signs, how to identify red flags, because again, my trauma mind was not trained (laughs) to really see it. So I really am very gentle with that 
that reality. And at the same time, I'm grateful now that I have transformed my mind so that I could see, oh my goodness, I really can have a healthy attachment. And not only in relationships, but with friends, but, you know, clients, work environments, anything around me or everything around me has opened up to be a healthy exchange and a healthy attachment versus this toxic relationships that I was participating in unconsciously. So the second time around, I, I'm proud to say I stopped it and I said no. And it's been very healthy and I just feel so grateful to be single right now. It's, it's insane. And I have been having to, you know, and it's a privilege and it's also a lot of responsibility that I have not co-parented. I've been parenting alone because their fathers have chosen to not participate in their lives. And, and so I have four children and, you know, four daughters and I've done it on my own, even as I was married the second time. It, it has been a solo journey. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing with us. And um, there are many elements in there that I can relate to, and that you know other solo moms undoubtedly can relate to as well. Um, I'm going to ask you, what was your biggest challenge in either, either you know how? can I put it in either season of your life, the first time or the second time, what was your biggest challenge uh, in raising those children and realizing that you're on your own and you were definitely on your own because you had no one here? Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I had to learn to do was to focus on what I could do because mm. we can't do it all. We can't do it right. all. And not at the same time. And yes. yet, you know, there's always that next right step. And and more importantly than focus what I could do is focus who I, on who I could be. Hmm. And that's where my platform, came, you know, was created, the Positive Mom. I started sharing with other moms why I decided to be positive and don't, confuse this with denial (laughs) or bypassing Uh, being positive to me is the fact that I can find the the strength to face my fears my pain my memories my emotions to Mm -hmm. really allow myself to feel them so that then I can release them and find a different perspective. Because I think that lately, a lot of people, and I think that's that's one challenge that we all have, is that we feel that we need to have it all together or be strong or be all, you know, in one piece all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is not possible. The human experience is messy. The human experience is vulnerable. The human experience is painful. I always say that pain is the common thread of humanity. And mm-hmm. so and so that was, you know, one of the challenges is, is 
And sometimes we focus on wanting to do it all. And then the second thing, we want to do it perfectly. Yes. So I think that the solution is focus on what you can do next, like one thing, and mm-hmm. then also do it imperfectly. Allow yes. yourself to do that in a human way, which is what we can do, right? That's all we got. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes that makes absolute sense, but it's how our, mon- our monkey mind works, right? <laughs> Especially yes. as moms and when we find ourselves alone, how am I going to raise these kids? And we come up with a million things, a million obstacles, which are there. They're there. Um, but we you are right in saying that we focus on what's in front of you. I remember I was going through a situation. I kept asking God, what should I do? What should I do? And it was like something said to me, do what's in front of you. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I appreciate you sharing. And you mentioned that language saved you. Um, I'm assuming you learned the English language. And how did that help you? Yeah, you know, there are two things. Well, it was figuratively and also, you know, literally. So Mm -hmm. let me talk about the figurative, the, the literally first. I was seven years old and I was living in a slum in the Dominican Republic. So, you know, we lived in extreme poverty fetching water, you know, hand-me-downs, going to the dump to find toys and things like that. And uh, we went to the dump dumps one time and I found this magazine and it was in English. And I was just fascinated, Jen, because, you know, these kids had everything that I ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. The jeans and the shoes and the, you know, the toys and the books. And so I told my brother, you know, whoa, if we learn this language, we could have this life. And so that's when I, you know, that was my first entrepreneurial experience where Mm -hmm. I created this puppet show with cardboard and a candle because we didn't have electricity. So I would charge all the kids to come and and listen to my stories and (laughs) look at my puppets. And for four years, I saved up money to enroll myself in English classes. Wow. Yeah. And so it it really learning English transformed my life. And, you know, it was inspiration from God because God really gave me that vision. And later on, I I was a bit angry with God. Like, I never had that childhood. But then Mm -hmm. when I became a single mom, I really saw what God was telling me. And it was that, that was supposed to be my kids' childhood. Mm-hmm. That vision was for my daughters. So that saved my life. The fact that I, I learned that language, not only the English that I knew, which, you know, obviously it helped me succeed in my country and it helped me, you know, get back on my feet here in this country, but also to, understand that we can listen to the language of our vision. And I always say that when God gives you a vision, he gives you permission and he gives you provision. Mm -hmm. And so that means that if there's something in your mind, is there something in your heart, you are worthy of it. And 
you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says like, you know, the vision without the vision, the people the perish, people will perish. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then it continues on and people don't say this part, but it says the vision doesn't tarry. It, it's not late. It happens at the right time. Yes. And for me, it was like, ooh, I still get chills thinking about it. It will happen in the right time. And so that was something else that I learned. It's not just learning a new language, but learning the language of those inspirations that we get. And yeah. That. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty deep and insightful because... Uh, you mentioned that sometimes we we get the message or we get something, but it's not it's not the immediate answer to the to to our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's an answer to the prayer that we need. It's an it's an answer to the thing that we absolutely need, which is you. What you needed was to know about the lifestyle. Yeah. To know that it existed so you can now pass it on to your daughters. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And that's, that's exactly, yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. And you know, mm, go ahead, please. Well, well, something else that I wanted to say is that in that moment of darkness that I was talking about, I was, you know, just really, I went from almost taking my life to taking mm charge of my life. Mm-hmm. I was literally, that's, those are the only things that I, that I was thinking about doing. Like I couldn't think about writing what to do. I could ju- just think about how am I going to end it? You know, it was, yeah. it was really real. And one thing that happened is that, you know, that you reminded me of when you said like, it doesn't sound like the answer to our prayers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, Not God, what, what we want. Yeah, what, can I do? what can I do? And what came to mind was, you know, this verse in the Bible. Well, it's not a verse. It's, a, it's the, the, the Sermon of the Mount with the Beatitudes. And blessed mm. are the peacemaker, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, and I was just like, why am I getting this in my head? Like, you know, why is this here? And that is the, the first time where... I listened and instead of writing a to-do list, I wrote a to-be list. Mm. And the first thing that I wrote was be positive. And mm-hmm. I, little did I know that what that was going to turn into because yeah. that was, that was, you know, the beginning of so much and being obedient to that in that moment. I mean, if I hadn't done that, I would probably not be here. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I don't know what I what would have happened with my children. And number three, like all of the blessings and the miracles that have been unleashed because of that moment. So yeah, you know, I agree with you. Sometimes we hear that inspiration and it doesn't sound, you know, sexy. <laughs> right. it, doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like what we want, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we got to really listen we gotta learn the language so that we can translate it into something that we can do that is gonna move us forward yes yes absolutely absolutely i agree okay all right um what is elena grateful for today i am grateful 
for my younger self. Mm. You know, um, I look at myself, you know, like at seven years old or at 19, where I have, you know, the more hor most horrific year of my life. And, you know, I, I, when I became a solo mom the first time, you know, it just all of those things that I endured and just seeing, wow, you are so strong and I'm so grateful for you. And, you know, it's not what we go through that makes us stronger. It's our determination, our courage to fight for our life mm -hmm. that makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. So I'm not grateful for what happened to me. I'm grateful for how I was when that happened to me. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm. Good stuff. Um, now, you mentioned in your bio, um, sorry, I'm messing with my computer when I shouldn't, but um, you mentioned in your bio that you inspire moms to transform their grief into growth. Can you explain a bit about that and explain how someone could um, contact you? Yeah. So, you know, grieving is such an important process. And yet in today's society, it's frowned upon. So, you mm -hmm. know, if you cry, you're weak. That's, that's what the society tells us. Um, if you're angry, you're, you know, it's a sin. You're unrighteous or, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be angry. Um, it, it, if you bargain, then you're crazy. I mean, we have all these labels that are, you know, ugly labels and inappropriate labels for things that are natural. Mm -hmm. So what I help women do, and, you know, I work with moms like me uh, who have been through trauma, uh, who really have experienced a lot of pain in their life to process their grief. Because when you process your grief, when you're able to process your pain and to allow yourself to feel your emotions, then you can come from a place of growth, you can really learn from your pain. I call myself a student of pain because, you know, pain needs to be studied. You know, the time doesn't heal wounds. <laughs> Talking doesn't heal wounds. What heals wounds is really sitting with our wounds. And, you know, I was telling you how from my two marriages, I've learned so much. So they, they would have been failed marriages if I didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm, they're not mm -hmm. failed marriages. They're, they're triumphs, actually, because I was able to sit and study and look at what happened and learn from it and not only help my spirit, but also teach my daughters what I learned, teach other women what I learned. And mm -hmm. so that is how we turn pain into into positive growth. We really process that grief and then it transforms itself. And we, when we transform our emotional pain, then we don't transmit it. We break those cycles. And that's really what it's all about. Mm. Healing yeah. generations. Yeah. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. that. When we transform our pain, we don't transfer it. 
That's yeah. very, very good. Um, I like that quote. I'm going to use it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I really know, like that. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's the reason why I do everything that I do. And mm-hmm. you asked how, how people can contact me. And actually, I have a free community for moms. Okay. You know, it's absolutely free. And, and that's where we share with one another. It's a safe space because we all need that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes because we're all suffering and we're all engaged in something else. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to find people who validate our pain mm-hmm. and that have a safe space for us to grieve. So this is that community. That's why I created it. And it's at, at thepositivemom.com. And that's where people can contact me, find my social media, but also find that community. And okay. And, you know, I, the reason that I wanted to talk to you so badly is because, you know what, we are solo moms, but together, mm-hmm. yeah, together, we are powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I love, I love what you're doing. And I love this concept because it, it's, it's each of us. In ourselves, we are enough to make mm-hmm. a difference together. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, true. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. And that's why I always say, you know, uh, it's something I mouth off all the time is that um, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence because we're here too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, before I let you go, um, there's something I wanted to touch on that you mentioned grief, because a lot of times when we talk about grief, we imagine somebody died, mm. but can you explain that that's not, uh, that's not the only time that we grieve, especially as women? Oh my goodness. Thank you for asking that because that is such a misconception, mm-hmm. you know, grief comes when there's a loss and wait for it or a perception of a loss. Mm-hmm. So even if you didn't lose anything and you just felt that you lost it, lo- mm-hmm. lost it, then there's grief. Yes. And that could be anything. And we are we have been grieving since childhood. Like when you lost your toy, you know, it broke or you your your pet died or your mom got a job, you know, because a trauma happens in two main silos. It's a, you know, abuse, which many of us have been through, unfortunately, but there's mm-hmm. also neglect. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about that. Sometimes right. just the fact that your mom was pregnant when you were two years old, and so she wasn't holding you as much. Mm-hmm. That neglect, involuntary neglect, caused you trauma. Yeah. And what happens? You're always grieving that loss. Um, and, and until you become conscious of it, and until you consciously repattern that, you're always going to be trying to, to make, fill that void. And so when we grieve and we allow ourselves to be angry about what we lost and we allow ourselves to really be depressed and sad about what we lost and to throw a tantrum, (laughs) then we can't really move past it. 
And yeah. I, I'm going to share something with you that my mentor always says, because I, I love this. He says, trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happens to you. Mm. And, and that means that we've all experienced trauma and that we're yes. all grieving. We are all grieving. And so mm-hmm. it is a natural process. Yes. But when we don't grieve, then we become sick, not only in our beliefs and the story we're telling ourselves, but also in our body, because everything that happens in here has a connection to our body. So sometimes mm-hmm. we get this disease and we don't know where it's coming from. And guess what? It's unprocessed trauma. Mm-hmm. And then we pass that on to our children biologically, environmentally, and emotionally. Yes. So yes, I love that you asked me that because we are all grieving and we all need a, you know, I always say at least two minutes per day, you know, leaning to your grief, validate your feelings, give to yourself what you wish and a best friend would give you, you know, mm-hmm. that loving safe space to say, this is hard and motherhood is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And doing it, you know, when we think that we're so alone, it is just, oh my goodness. Yeah. We, we are so strong and we're doing it, but we are stronger when we allow ourselves to, to be a mess. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, Alina, for coming and talking to us today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it too. And thank you for the thought-provoking questions and for (laughs) having me. Keep doing what you're doing. You're really making a difference. Yeah, well, I'm still holding on to you. So one last question, one piece of advice for another solo mom. I would say, you know, be in community. Find at least one safe person. And, And the only way to find out uh, who our safe person is, is to say, for example, Jen, sometimes I've, I have these dark thoughts and I feel really alone and I feel like I can't make it mm-hmm. and like I can't make it through the night. Is it okay if I call you when I'm feeling that way? And what I need is for, is for you to tell me, yeah, it's hard. I'm here with you. So, so there are two things. One, acknowledge that we need each other to find that person and tell them exactly what you need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this doesn't happen because sometimes we, we just blur ourselves out, you know, and it's not received well because the other person is not expecting it. Maybe they're not equipped, but when you make that request, Mm-hmm. to someone that loves you, they're going to yes. find out, they're going to ask questions. And then when that moment comes, you're going to be supported because yes. those moments come. Don't suffer in silence. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you very much, Alina Fernandez, for coming and speaking to us today on Solomon Talk. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Sure. Hello, Solomons. As a Solomon of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma 
can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey but it doesn't have to be that way I want you to know that you are not alone you have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemary.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.